0: This week on Hope for the Broken. We are called to be a spokesperson. We are called to be ready to make a defense or the reason of the hope that is within us. When you and I share the gospel with others, do you realize that we're sharing hope that they cannot find anywhere else in the world? So, what you and I have the privilege of being able to do is share the good news of Jesus Christ as the everlasting hope. Welcome to Hope for the Broken, the audio podcast ministry of Trinity Baptist Church in Mount Pleasant, Texas. I'm your host, Austin Mahoney. We exist to become a gospel-centered community redeeming brokenness through hope in Jesus Christ. At Trinity, we believe we are all broken and in need of the redeeming hope found in Jesus. For more information about our church, visit us on our website at trinitytx.org. This week, we begin a new sermon series called The Core. In this sermon series, we look to God's Word and explore the core benefits that defines our vision here at Trinity. To kick off this series here is Pastor Jeff Julian with part one titled, Sharing the Gospel Relentlessly. Good morning, folks. Glad you're here today. Thank you for uh, participating with us this morning. Today, you saw our new promo, The Core, What Drives Our Church. Let me give you a little background. Uh, The background is this. We believe, and hopefully you've heard this by having attended here and gone through some things, one of the things that we believe uh, that God has called us to do as a gospel-centered believing church of Jesus Christ, we believe that one of our main things that we are to do is a mission. We have a mission. We believe that every gospel-centered church has the same mission, that is found in matthew 28 and that's what it says is all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me go therefore and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit teaching them to observe all that i have commanded you and behold i am with you always even to the end of the age that's for everybody All of us, you included every church across the map and around the world, we have that mission. These are Jesus' words before he ascended and it holds true today. So we have that understanding, but one of the things that we needed to flesh out a little bit more to put into context for what does that look like in Mount Pleasant, Texas? And what does that look like to a congregation called Trinity Baptist Church, a group of believers who are desiring to do and accomplish being a disciple, uh, making disciples in our community. What does it look like? How do we do that? Well, first of all, we have to understand some unique characteristics of our community. But there are some things that we understand through God's Word that help us with that understanding. You see, we have a model of uh, understanding of what God has done, and we have the privilege of taking these things and practically implementing them into the strategy of making disciples. One of the things that we hear at Trinity collectively, collectively has been to say, this is our vision statement. This is how we do What we are to do, what we are to do is make disciples. How do we do that? So we came up with our vision. We believe that is centralized within our group of believers here. And that is, we must become a gospel-centered community, redeeming brokenness through hope in Jesus Christ. That is what we are, how we do this. We, as a gospel-centered believers, we do everything rooted in God's Word. If it's not in God's Word, look, we need to make sure that we're doing only those things that God has given us by His example. There are so many things in God's Word that we should be doing that it is so easy to go, "Eh, I don't really like that one. I want to do this one. And so we don't really rely on the whole counsel of God. We kind of like to pick and choose on our own. I mean, that's, do y'all, are you with me on that? I mean, I do. I, I, I think it's always fun when we hear, or when I hear someone talk about uh, the fruits of the Spirit. Because there's nine of them, right? In Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Well, it, it's the fruit of the Spirit. It's it's not I get to pick and choose which one I'm going to be like today. I'm not going to just choose. I'm going to be patient and kind today and then skip over the rest. Okay? <laughs> that just, just doesn't work that way. I wish it did. It would be a lot easier, right? That way we can go, well, I got that check mark boxed. Uh, check mark. Check in the box, whatever it's called. <laughs> I'm thinking about jack in the box. I don't know. They had these little tacos, you know. All right, here we go, back on point. So as we we drilled down a little bit further, several months ago, we as a staff, we said, okay, we have this understood mission. We have this vision for our church of how we can go about doing this. We talk about this vision, we do this in three ways. We do this through uh, trusting Jesus in worship, we do it with transforming lives in community and we do this also in uh, uh, doing missions, being a part of our our missions, uh, transforming lives. So all of these things are part of this but there's still more. There's still got to be some foundational pieces of what makes me want to do those things. So that's where we came up with these core values that that are serving to drive us, me specifically, and I'm trusting that it will drive you as well to really understand more of why we are doing what we're doing. So that's just a little backdrop into what we're uh, talking about here. So the foundational element, number one, is going to be uh, we, Share the gospel relentlessly. Relentlessly. We can get into the weeds of talking about what does sharing mean. Do I have to do it verbally? Uh, do I just do it by example? What do we want to do? We could talk about it all day long. But here's my here's my easy answer to all of the what abouts. Is yes. Okay. Yes, if, if you want to share the, uh, a Jesus with other people around you and you go, well, I just, I just really want to lift my life so that others can see, yes. Is, is that okay? Yes, it is. I want to go and I want to knock on doors and I want to tell every person that opens the door that God loves them and you have an opportunity to know Jesus today. Is that a good one? Yes. The answer is yes. Go and do likewise. But doing nothing is not acceptable. Doing nothing is not acceptable. It's not acceptable in my life. I cannot do nothing. That's important. So, the other piece to this is describing and helping us understand our first point that I really want to get to. If I'm sharing the gospel relentlessly, here's the piece that I under, need to understand. And hopefully this will be clear for you. But the very first point is, what is the gospel? I, I, I hope, I'm praying that you would know clearly what is the gospel no matter where you are in your spiritual walk, I am asking and praying that you please learn and know in the depths of your being what the gospel is. And so, what is the gospel? The gospel is this the gospel is the good news. The good news about what? The good news is that Jesus saves. By the way, we just sang about this. We sang three songs in a row that proclaimed Jesus Christ as Lord. All three of them did. And I'm praying that you listen to those words, that you listened to the testimony, that you listened to collectively. There was a moment where you could hear the people singing and you were all singing what a beautiful name it is. Jesus Christ, my King. Do you realize how powerful that is? That public proclamation of that in our midst here? Can you imagine what that must be doing, allowing the Holy Spirit of God to do his work in a large group of this, because we do not know where every single person is in their relationship with Jesus Christ. You may be sitting in here today in much turmoil about that relationship. You may be sitting in here and feeling as though you are not loved in any shape, form, or fashion. But I'm here today to be able to tell you That yes, indeed, you are loved. And it doesn't matter what you have done in the past. But Jesus Christ tells us that he loves you through his word. Now that, my friends, is not my opinion. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we have the privilege of sharing 93 times in the new testament we hear the phrase the good news so if we look at it from the totality of scripture we know that look all of scripture is proclaiming god's redemptive work from the beginning of time he is proclaiming redemption even when the sin of Adam and Eve, the process has begun in the redemption of his people. So we have this understanding from a broad scope, but as we narrow this down to better understand that I'm sharing the gospel relentlessly, what am, what am I actually sharing? I am sharing the news from a much narrow focus. Yeah, yeah, God created the world and all this business, but we is narrowing the focus down to the good news that there is salvation, there is forgiveness of sin through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the drill down gospel. That is the good news. So the good news is uh, that we have forgiveness of sin through Jesus Christ, but here's the caveat to that. You cannot understand fully the good news and all that it means without understanding the bad news. You see, we understand that from God's word, it says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yes, everyone falls short of the glory of God. That is that is God's standard. I didn't make it up. You didn't make it up. Nobody else made it up. This is God's standard. For we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But here's the thing. We have an opportunity to be able to see that in this bad news, we know that God, according to Romans, he says, but God demonstrated his own love for us, for you and for me, in that while we are sinners, while we were in sin, short of the glory of God, Christ died for us. He did that. He did that because of his love for you and me. So, you see, we can't fully understand the gospel without understanding the good and the bad because a decision has to be made. And that is where we are today. We are believing that sharing the gospel relentlessly. Each one of us will have an opportunity to communicate this on a regular basis with the people around us so that we can fulfill their lives being redeemed through hope in Jesus Christ, which allows them to become a disciple. And we have an opportunity like this to teach them all that God has commanded us. That's the movement of what it means to share the gospel relentlessly. So we have this gospel. Hopefully we have an understanding of what the gospel is. The next thing I want to to show is why do we share the gospel? Why why does sharing the gospel matter? I just got to know why it matters. Well, there is a message on why it matters, because we find that there is a portion of scripture that was purposefully given to us so that we have an understanding of why it matters. You see, God put this hope within us through Jesus Christ. He's given us this message of salvation. He's given us eternal security because of His death, burial, and resurrection. And so now He has called us to be a herald or a spokesman person for Jesus Christ. You and I are called to speak of Jesus Christ. Why is that important? Well, I want to turn your hearts to a piece of Scripture. If you'll look in Scripture to 1 Peter, I want you to take a look at 1 Peter, and we're going to look at verse uh, chapter 3, first of all. And uh Now I want you to zero in on verse 13. I know I've got 10 up there, but I wanna zero in on 13. It says, now who is there to harm you if you are jealous for what is good? All right, who's gonna harm you if you're zealous for what is good? Yeah, you may get some words back to you, right? I know that uh, there are some folks that uh, really don't feel comfortable sharing their face because first of all, they the person that you're sharing your faith with may say something like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Or what about this? Or what about that? Or why do you believe in that? You're so narrow-minded. I just don't understand how you could think like that. Why would God allow bad things to happen? And you're sitting there going, "Uh, I I don't know, I don't know. And so it's fearful, isn't it? But it says here, Now, who is there to harm you if you are zealous for what is good? Hey, look here. You know what? I'm simplifying this as my heart, and we're going to flesh this out a little bit as we move along. My heart is for the salvation of this person. I may not have the answers to all their questions succinctly to satisfy their their questions. I may not have all those questions, but you know what? Your heart of goodness because of what Christ has done in you, that's what matters. Here we go. He carries on in 14. But even if you should suffer for righteousness sakes, you will be blessed. Isn't that great? You will be blessed. Have no fear of them, nor be troubled. But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy. And here we go. I want you to hear this very clearly. If if you mark things in your scriptures, I would really like for you to consider marking this one. It says, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Be ready to give a defense, to give a reason for the hope that is in you. There is one thing that I think is much more clear ever than ever before in our current climate. Folks, you need to understand, and I, and I know you do feel the gravity and the weight of this, especially if you have kids and you have grandkids. You know, I have, I, I know I've told you before, but I have seven grandkids and I look at them, and I balance watching and loving their life and all the things that they are doing, and I balance that with the world that we're living in now. And I'm thinking to myself, what are my grandkids going to grow up into? What is their world going to look like when they get older? Yeah, that could be fearful. That could be very disturbing to focus and camp out on that point or that question or that doubt or that worry. And it become overwhelming to us all. But the the point I bring up is, is that you and I have been given a charge that overcomes that worry and that doubt. We know that God says in his word, if God is for us, who can be against us? So we are called to be a spokesperson. We are called to be ready to make a defense or the reason of the hope that is within us. Why is that important? Because the hope that is within us is only based on our understanding. It is that Jesus is the hope that's within us. That is is the reason. It is Christ's hope in us. He has given us, you will be, you are being saved. That's an ongoing term. That is the beauty of the salvation. It starts and it continues in that process. We are still being saved. So the last thing I want to clear up is the gospel is actually hope. When you and I share the gospel with others, do you realize that we're sharing hope that they cannot find anywhere else in the world? Have you thought about it from that perspective? When you and I share the gospel of Jesus Christ, we actually are sharing hope in Jesus that The kind of hope that we share, they cannot find anywhere else. It's not available. It's just not available to any other area. So what you and I have the privilege of being able to do is share the good news of Jesus Christ as the everlasting hope. I'm going to ask you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter six and uh i want us to look at a particular portion of scripture and i have i had not looked at it this way uh prior to uh, as i've been going over this for the past three weeks i have been completely um completely moved by god's work in me as i started processing my life and my calling. And I, and I know I, I poke fun of this a lot, you know, in regards to uh, I, I should know better. I get paid to do this. I'm a professional Christian. I think I've told you that before. You know, I, I get paid to be a Christian, you know, type of thing. So I ought to be sharing gospel. You know, I get paid for that. I ought to be doing my job. But my goodness, when I started reading and digging into God's word regarding do I have a heart for people that they are saved, that they know Jesus Christ is their Lord? I have to tell you, there was some very, very deep and sharp conviction. Because believe it or not, I'm just like you folks out there. Even if you're not being paid to be a Christian. Because as everybody, we all have tendencies to look at someone and go, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like sharing my faith with them for whatever reason, for whatever reason. But it happens. But this piece of scripture that I'm going to read has really broken my heart for myself. 2 Corinthians 6. And I'm going to start with verse 2. Backstory to this, this is Paul's, even though it says Second Corinthians, it's probably his third letter to the people of church at Corinthians, at Corinth. Um, Paul had a very tumultuous relationship with the people of Corinthians, uh, Corinth. And he, they had mixed feelings for Paul as well. And uh, he, at many times, would just, in his writings back to them, he would reprimand them, but then he would praise them to try to encourage them. But yet on the other side, they were doubtful of his legitimacy. They were very doubtful of, you know, is this still true? We haven't, you know, we haven't seen you. Is this still going on? Are you still doing the things you say you're doing? And so this this relationship was very sketchy at times. And then Paul writes this. He says for he says in a favorable time I'd listen to you and in a day of salvation I have helped you. That is God's word from the Old Testament. Behold now behold now is the favorable time. Behold now is the day of salvation. We put no obstacles in any one's way so that no fault may be found with our ministry. But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. It goes on. Um, the setting of that, what, what Paul was actually saying is, I'm speaking to you as honestly and heartbroken as I possibly can be over your position and your situation. I am speaking to you because I have such great love for you. I desperately want you to know who Jesus is. I desperately want you to know who Jesus is. So I'm going to remove any obstacle of whatever you feel for me i i want to i want to open my heart completely up to you what you see is is everything as honest as i can possibly be with you right now but today is the day of salvation this is the day i want you to hear this i want you to know this i want to be able to tell you this that today is the day of salvation There is a phrase that he uses here at the end with the Corinthians. He says in 11, he says, we have spoken freely to you, Corinthians. And look at what he says here. I love this description. Our heart is wide open. Never seen this particular phrase before. But he says, our heart is wide open. Do you have any idea what that means in a real world relationship right now? It's it's very difficult to get there with people today. It's a scary place today in our world to say, first of all, if you're married, if you're married, this is a marriage counseling one-on-one right here and now in the midst of Sharing the gospel relentlessly. If you're married, here's the thing. Your heart had better be wide open to your spouse. And I mean wide open. When I say wide open, that means that it is so wide open, there are no barriers built up within your heart to say, well, she's probably going to say this, so I'm going to have this block here. When you say your heart is wide open, you are ready to take the risk and the gamble that your heart may be hurt. But we know that God's word says, I have your heart in my hand. Paul's plea to the Corinthians was this. He says in 13, in the conclusion of this little message here that he's speaking to them, he says, in in return, I want you to widen your heart. Widen your heart also. Church family, here here is my application point to share the gospel relentlessly. Uh, We've gone through what the gospel really is. We've gone through why it really matters. We've gone through that it is truly the hope that everyone is desperately needing is hope. And it's nowhere else to be found. It is a hope like none other. If you haven't figured that out, I would love for today you to find the real hope in Jesus Christ. But my application is this for me. And I'm going to share it with you because I I felt like the Lord has convicted me in this personally. I want you to open your heart wide. Open it wide. Lose your judgmental blinders. Use your opinion, lose it, lose your thoughts, lose your fear about the what ifs, what will they say back to me? Will they ridicule me? Lose them. Because a wide open heart means that I have placed my heart wide open in the hands of Jesus Christ for His protection because I can't protect my heart any better than he ever will. So if you have a fear of sharing the gospel relentlessly, maybe you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. The Lord says there is nothing, nothing that will hurt you. Nothing. When you are mine. You're listening to Trinity Baptist Church's Hope for the Broken podcast. If you would like to learn more about this ministry, visit us online at trinitytx.org. That's trinitytx.org. Here's Pastor Chris to wrap up our time together. Thanks for listening today. I'm so glad that you found this podcast. It is our prayer that you are encouraged and challenged by today's message. It is our goal at Trinity to lead everyone into a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have questions about what it means to trust Jesus as the Lord of your life, we would love to connect with you. Please feel free to give us a call at 903-572-1959 or email us at info If you are ever in the East Texas area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 930 or 11 a.m. Thanks so much for listening today. God bless you. We pray that you have experienced hope today. If you would like to support the ministries of Trinity Baptist Church with a financial gift, you can do so by giving online. Simply log on to trinitytx.org and click the Give tab. Be sure to join us next week as we look into God's Word on Hope for the Broken.